today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. Today I'm here with Steve and Beth Bennell. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. And before we get started, I thought I'd tell everyone about some of the shows that we have coming up. We have Jim Miller coming up next Thursday from Steve Schaefer and Associates. They're a engineering company. On the 19th of April, we have Kevin Alleman, the CEO of System 4, and on the 25th of April, we have Sister Jean Bissett, president of DePaul Christo High School. That's the work-study high school, and that's going to be an extremely interesting show. On the 26th of April, we're going to have Ben Moore from Agent Technologies. He owns and is the CEO of a, I like to call it an ERP software company called Agent Technologies. They also have a CRM application, and they're all cloud-based applications. On the on the 2nd of May, we're going to have Janelle Ross. She is the owner of the Bob Ross Auto Group and uh, president uh, of that company, and she is also a Mercedes-Benz dealer, one of my favorite brands. Later in, in May, we're going to have, on May 10th, Alf- Alfonso Conejo from the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, and we have some other great shows coming up later. May 22nd is a date you want to circle. That's our next cold call camp. There are some seats available. And if you want details, pull us here at the office at 753-9400. Let me tell everyone a little bit about Steve. Steve spent 20 years in the insurance industry, which resulted in Steve owning his own insurance agency. Steve, was that a property and casualty type agency or a life agency? It was all lines, Mike. All lines? Mm -hmm. Okay. You sold that business in 1994. And he started his own construction-type company called Custom Railing, where he manufactured stair rails for new home construction and commercial construction. Steve and Beth are married. They love spending time together. They've owned various businesses in the past. And their goal in their new business, changing it forward, is to start simplifying uh, their own lives and the lives of their business associates. They're motivated by helping others, which is the primary reason for changing it forward. A little bit about Beth's background. She was known for her compassionate and skilled implementation of a coaching process. She spent more than 20 years in uh, corporate America. So Steve and Beth, why don't you tell us about why you started your own company, Changing It Forward? Well, we started changing it forward because um, we wanted to look at, at a way to get out of the rat race. With Steve owning custom railing and having 36 employees at one time, there was a lot of burden and reports, EPA reports, social reports, 
workman's comp, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And and I was answering to corporate America. And we wanted to take a really good hard look at how we could, you know, live life on our terms and how we wanted to, you know, enjoy enjoy what we do and not be subject to others. Mm-hmm. So how long have you guys had company changing it forward? Changing it forward was incorporated in 2007. Mm. But we've really now, we've we simplified our lives by consolidating down just to one business because that's where we wanted to head. Okay, so Steve, you, you recently sold Custom Railing and yes, got out of that business completely. Yeah, just a uh, matter of fact, last week we uh, finally finished up on the sale and uh, moving out of the all the equipment and everything that we had and, and uh, moving forward now with our new business. Changing it forward, but you been operating the business on a part-time basis for a couple of years into this. That's correct. Yeah, about uh, almost three years now, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what your business really does as much as you can? Well, what we do is, is we encourage others to make choices to change their lives and by doing the hard work it takes to find balance and to live the life that they really want and reach their goals. What we found is so many people are okay with settling. And um, just by all that we've done and what we've learned and what we've implemented for ourselves, we can, we've have, have helped and can help so many other people who are, are stuck and looking for a way out. Well, people who feel trapped. Exactly. And give them a different perspective and a different way to earn money. Exactly. Okay. And find balance. And find balance. Balance between? Their whole life. So we focus on, you know, different goals and we focus on different goals, and primarily what we focus on are personal goals, financial goals, and physical goals, and where mm-hmm. they want to be with their lives. Okay. That, that That's really important. I know many young people, including my own kids, are extremely torn between earning a living and family time with the kids, and, and the kids have all of these activities which are beyond the scope of what, what I had when I was growing up. I agree. I mean, I sacrificed a lot in corporate America with my family. Mm-hmm. And had I known and implemented what I know now, I, I would be in a much better place, at least, you know, with what I've sacrificed. Relative to family time. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I see that with my own kids, my own grandkids. Perhaps you could share with our audience uh, what you see as your unique market advantage. What do you bring to the marketplace that people can't get anyplace else? I think the biggest thing that we bring is we practice what we preach, and we're living the life that we wa- that we want to live. It took a lot of hard work, mm-hmm. and it took us really figuring out the way to make that happen. And I think that's the biggest thing is that um, people see what we have and what we're doing, and that we're finally living the life that we want, and we can we can teach them and show them how to do the same. Mm-hmm. How long did it take, actually, Steve, for you? you guys from the time you decided to step out of the stair business to this point when you're full-time in changing it forward? Well, it's actually taken like just over three years for the transition because once I decided, or once we decided, I should say, that that that's the the way we wanted to go and the mm-hmm. direction we wanted it to, uh, to take, uh, it, it, you know, I had to get my, my uh, previous company in a position where it was marketable 
mm-hmm. and uh, take care of that first. And then there was, that was a long road over the last couple of years, uh, getting it into a position where it was marketable. And because we, you know, we've encountered such a tough economy the last three years that, you know, I mean, we're running into people daily that uh, it's, it's affecting a lot of businesses. And, and uh, now it's, it also affected many of my suppliers that I used to deal with as well back when I was in the in the rail business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it took about three years to wind that down and get it get it sold yeah, and good. out of your life. Yep, yep. A good a good two years once we decided well, two years to start that transition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in this phase of your business, have you created anything that closely resembles a, a long term plan, maybe for as long as two years, for the first two two full full time years? Well, we actually have a we have our short term goals. We have. Uh, uh, you know, our, we have basically a five-year plan that we have put together mm-hmm. to to move forward with and and uh, get where we want to get. Mm-hmm. Five years, mm-hmm. extremely brave in our economy. Yeah, two years, maybe you can see that far out into the future. Yeah, well, the the real strong goals are within the next six months to a year, and then you know we'll, we'll see where that leads us. Mm-hmm. Perhaps you can give us an example of a six-month goal that you, that you guys have for the business. Well, we have our, you know, we have our personal income goals uh, that mm-hmm. we want to generate, and we have goals of how many folks, you know, we want to we want to be able to help in that period of time, M- many areas. Anything you want to add there, Beth? No, we do, we do sit down on on a, a weekly and daily basis actually, and and look at exactly what we what we need to do for that day and that week, and then mm-hmm. you know we met we we measure it. Good. You have a sand look behavior plan that you're following? Actually, yes, we do. <laughs> That's good. You hit your numbers. Yeah. Good. And I think we're going to take a short commercial break here, and then we'll be back with Beth and Steve. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. This month we will meet on Thursday, April 18th. If you'd like to reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab. Then just scroll down the list of events until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 1-800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you on the 18th.
This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Beth and Steve Bennell. If your unique marketing advantage is helping people reach their life balance goals, do you have salespeople in, in your company right now? We don't, but what we found is that from the clients that we work with and the customers that we have, we don't really need them. It, it happens by word of mouth. Oh, okay. So you're getting a lot of word of mouth recruiting in the business? Yes, a lot of referrals, a lot of referrals, a lot of word of mouth referrals, and that's primarily how we we meet new people. Uh, we do attend networking events. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to get a hold of you guys after the show, how should they do that? Uh, they can reach Steve. Steve's more of a phone person, so they mm-hmm. can reach Steve at 513-383-2955, and uh, I can be reached at Beth at changingitforward.com. Good. In the marketplace today, what obstacles are you guys running into? Well, I think that because we work with people, Mm -hmm. that in itself can also be an obstacle. Um, Uh, I often say that people are messy. Yeah, okay. And so... uh, There aren't enough aliens around from Alpha Centauri. They're easier to work with. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. (laughs) I find those folks from Alpha Centauri or maybe even Mars are much much better. (laughs) Well, they're more black and white. (laughs) Well, green, that's the case maybe. That's true, too. So I think that's the biggest obstacle. And the the other thing we found um, is that although we love working with people, and that's that's the primary reason that we do this, is that actions and words don't often follow each other. And so it's really understanding what drives them and, you know, getting into that so that they can truly make changes if they want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, change is hard. Very. It just amazed me that that book, Who Moved My Cheese, All About Change, stayed on the bestseller list, it seemed like, for seven or ten years. We still have people read it. Yeah, we do. So. Yeah, I mean, it is it, it is an amazing allegory. People do, do not like the change. No, they don't. But again, then they stay complacent or stuck, and they, they're not happy either. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think the opportunities in your business are, or the possibilities? Well, there are... We haven't really experienced all the possibilities that we that are out there for us yet, but there are many, both as, as we indicated from from an income perspective as well as, you know, you asked us earlier, Mike, about salespeople. We kind of look at ourselves as uh, we're kind of educating mm-hmm. people as well as, you know, I mean, we, we are definitely selling, but uh, I, I, we kind of feel as though we're, we're educating as well as we go. Mm-hmm. I think, too, for people, the sky's the limit. Um, people really can reach their goals if they truly want to change and live the life of their dreams. Um, and we can show them and teach them how to do that, but they, they have to do the reaching. And we, we, we talk a lot about that. Mm-hmm. What do you think the uh, biggest thing that uh, your customers or your people are telling you that they'd like you to help them with is? I think people are looking for leadership, guidance they need a plan so we we provide them with the plan and they'll just follow the plan i I can't say that we can guarantee their success but uh, success is uh, a high probability it's it's a plan that works for us and it worked and has worked and is working for us and and we show them and if they're willing to work it then then they can they can be where they want to be what level of income do most people achieve who are working in the business across the country in the course of the first year or two? 
it get, I guess, Mike, it would depend upon the amount of time that they would want to invest. Yeah, let's say someone put a regular 40 or 50-hour work week into the business, 52 weeks a year for two years, uh, and they were reasonably good at your business. Well, I would certainly think if somebody were were able to invest that amount of time, they could certainly reach six figures after a year if they really wanted to go after it. Mm-hmm. And and come close to doubling it in the second year. Yeah, we we have not. Uh, I mean, up up to this point, we have only been part time, and we've done we've done very well. So uh, our first year, we only averaged around eight to twelve hours a week because, uh, as I as you indicated, we we both had our own company we were still dealing with. So in this next year, how many hours a week are you planning to put into your business? Uh, I would say we're going to be 40 and up a week. Uh, we're, we're both workers. Uh, I would say it's probably going to be closer to 60 over the course of the next year because we really want to get our income levels up to what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And uh, do people have to enter the business as a husband and wife team like you did? No, no. They, uh, they can be an individual. We work with... Uh, all types, uh, husband, wife. Uh, uh, it, it is a great, uh, uh, a great way of teaming up, though, for for couples. Um, Beth and I, of course, like working together, but uh, we also work with, you know, single moms, uh, uh, single single guys that are just looking to supplement. Uh, everybody has their own needs, and uh, uh, you know, once they lay out for us. The amount of time that they have and the income uh, goals that they have, then we can, you know, lay out the plan that will help them accomplish those those uh, those needs and goals. It sounds like you're working individually with most people. Yeah, we design we design a plan for each person that we that we work with based upon their their time commitment and uh, what their needs requirements are. But we also um, we will also link people together and work in team. We, we believe in the team concept and it, it motivates each other and helps hold each other accountable to, toward reaching the goals that they want. That they want. Okay, so that if an individual comes to you, uh, whether it's a single parent or an unmarried person and they really should be part of a team, you can tell them that and, and hook them up together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and we believe that, you know, human beings learn from each other and they grow from each other. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, when, when you team people up and hold each other accountable, it, it inspires people to do what they would not other, otherwise do. True, true. Uh, how are you getting most of uh, your leads? Is it referrals, introductions, cold calls, networking? Yeah, uh, it's... It's all the above. Uh, with all the years that we both spent in business, I've still got uh, lists and lists of, uh, of people that I've dealt with over the past. Uh, but obviously, the best the best source of business for us is always a uh, a good quality referral. Mm-hmm. How many uh, referrals per week or per month? Do you think you need to generate to grow the business? Um, I think a good number would be ten good quality referrals a week. Mike would be a uh, very productive week. Mm-hmm. You know, plus, you know, we try to attend uh, various networking functions. Uh, 
we've joined uh, uh, a couple of those as well, um, and uh, have have, uh, have generated some business from that. Uh, well, as you know, I'm a great proponent of the Rotary Club for service above self, and uh, there's only 300 people in the downtown club. Yeah. Probably no one needs what you do. We, we've we've had that discussion, Mike, and I'm uh, that's that's at the top of my list to be honest with you. Good, good. Hope to see you down there. When you when you look at your business and the marketplace, what seems to be the biggest thing that's going to get get the ball rolling faster? If you understand what I mean. You mean when we help others? Yes. Um, sitting down with them immediately, understanding their goals, that's that's the primary thing. So that's really your first meeting with them, understanding their goals? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And how long does that meeting take? About an hour. About an hour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for every 10 people, couples that you get in front of, how many decide to move forward with you? <laughs> Probably, well, I don't know if you'd agree, I'd say 90%. 80 to 90%, yeah. like the folks we sit down with uh, uh, move forward with us in one way or another. So, Steve and Beth, uh, you get together with 10 individuals for about an hour meeting a week. Uh, most of those you get there on referrals. Yeah. And of the 10 people that you see on average, how many wind up doing business with you one way, manner, shape, or form? Most of our meetings are generated uh, one-on-one conversations. We mm-hmm. We like to focus on... Uh, I like to sit across the table from a guy or gal, and uh, that way you can talk more freely mm-hmm. because a lot of times people are unwilling to open up in front of others. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what Beth was referring to earlier was we, we also have weekly meetings on, on the folks that we're working with that are already involved in our business. But um, I would say 80 to 90% move forward with us. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we do is understand their goals and lay out a plan. Okay. And your business is all one-on-one. There, there is no over the internet. Is that, did I get that right? We we have not uh, uh, gotten into that market as yet. Um, however, it is, you know, like I said, we have not really put the time in up until now where, where we really have the time to invest. So, and, you know, I think you know you're you're advising us as well, Mike, that there are. You know, we need to have three or four different areas of marketing to to bring to generate business. And that is part of our long term, actually short term, long term strategic mm-hmm. planning. So um, we are in the process of putting a marketing plan together, and and that is included in it. Good marketing is an important part of the equation. Uh, we're going to take a, a short commercial break, and uh, we're going to. Listen to uh, Tom Manning talk about a program that he and I are going to be doing in a couple of weeks. Mike, I'm so excited because we're finally going to give the medium-sized company, companies between $1 million and $20 million in revenue, the marketing and sales strategy that they've been looking for and needing for years. We're going to help them do it in just three days. Day one is going to be talking about sales and marketing strategy. Day two is tactics. Day three are action plans, helping you figure out how to get it done. And a bargain price, too. I don't know about you, Mike, but I normally charge $5,000 for a marketing plan. How much do you charge for a good sales plan? It's not unusual 
to see figures like ten or fifteen thousand dollars. Exactly. Well, because this is invitation only, private, hands-on workshop that we are doing for business owners and presidents and CEOs, that we are actually limiting the participation to just 25 companies, and they're going to bring their existing marketing and sales materials with them. Then we're going to show them how to improve their marketing and sales strategies, tactics, and action plans over the three days. And it's only going to cost less than $2,000. And that's including breakfast, lunch, and our personal consulting and coaching. I think it's a pretty good bargain, don't you? Excellent. Well, and to make it even easier for business owners to make it, we actually have spread the sessions out over three different months. So last Wednesday, April, May, and June. Tom, how do they find out about it? Go to marketleaders.us. Marketleaders.us is that simple. It's that simple. Go there, and we explain all the different sessions and break it down for you. And that's where you can go to register, sign up. First one starts April 24th. Wednesday, next one is Wednesday, May 29th. And the last one is Wednesday, June 26th. After all three days, you're going to have an outline for your whole marketing and sales strategy for 2013. Tom, what should they do if they can't make one of those dates? No problem. If you can't make one of the dates, just call me directly, and we'll make some special arrangements. You can reach me at 614-622-1047. Thanks, Tom. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Steve and Beth Manel. Can you, uh, Steve, perhaps we have a theory of operation here, best way of putting it, that a simple solution to a complex problem is almost invariably wrong. Therefore, if you're going to solve a complex problem, you need an equally complex solution. Uh, perhaps you can uh, dig out of your memory, uh, guys, a uh, complex problem that you encountered and it may be equally complex solution that you used to solve it that might be applicable to other people's businesses. Well, Mike, I, with our new business, I don't know that we've really had a any major complex problems as yet. I, certainly in the manufacturing business, I had numerous uh, from, uh, from customer service to, to quality issues to employee issues and on and on and on. Uh, that was the, that was the uh, uh, daily focus was uh, putting out fires and, and handling. So tell us about a complex problem maybe you had when you were head of CEO of Customer Rail. Well, we uh, we were very much into fine finishes and finishing of, of wood products, and the the weather can affect the humidity. The uh, uh, there's a lot of things that can affect when you're finishing wood and and in the finished business as far as uh, hazing and moisture issues and so on. So, but uh, there were there were numerous. Mm-hmm. How did you solve those environmental issues? Uh, talking to a lot of people a lot smarter than me in the finish area. Uh, mm-hmm. We dealt with uh, uh, some fine folks out there that really knew the, the industry and the business, and and we we uh, sampled finishes over the years and, and until we got it perfected. I, I was always amazed at, at um, Steve's ability to solve problems, um, and I know that we'll carry that forth and changing it forward as well. Um, a lot of what a lot of what he did was to really assemble the employees and and utilize their thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. I, I remember when um, that there would be 
deliveries were made, but then all of a sudden there were missing pieces once the, the drivers left and what could be done, you know, to prove that they were actually delivered. And he got, he got the employees together and uh, they came up with digital cameras. So every time something that was delivered, they took pictures of it with the job numbers on it, you know, and that, so that th there was actual proof that yes, here it is and, and uh, we could send those or they could send those to, to show that they, they were actually being delivered. So actually when you, you delivered a product, you took pictures of it before it went on the, or as it went on the truck to be delivered? Actually what we did, Mike, was we uh, took the photos uh, actually on site where they were delivered. So, mm. so there was no question about Also, oh, it was on the way out of the truck. Yeah, yeah. Well, when everything was out of the truck and sitting in place, then it was photographed and photographed with the job number, et cetera, so that there were no questions because we got just way too many calls over the years that this is missing and that's missing. And uh, I know there's a lot, of, a lot of folks probably listening to this call that are in this type of business that in the manufacturing where things constantly are disappearing. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Never thought of that. No one we've had on the show in the past years even mentioned that as a complex problem or a complex solution. Take a picture of it at point of delivery so you know, in fact, it was delivered. Well, yeah, in, with today's age with uh, the digital cameras, it's so easy, you know. Heck, you, know. you do it with a cell phone today. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I, I think the biggest point, though, is that he always uh, utilized the strength of, of the team. Mm -hmm. It was the team that, that helped solve the problem. The team came up with that solution. That's great. That's great. Were there any other uh, complex problems that you solved that way, uh, collaboratively? Um, well, we, you know, I, I came up with some some uh, um, ways to strengthen rail systems. Uh, we, I invented a couple things that that helped. Uh, Issues of weak railings at, at, at the dual post areas and certain things like that. So, yeah, I think we we, we solved an awful lot of problems over the, over the 20 years that that I was involved in that business. And what's a dual post? A dual post is the post that uh, gives your railing the strength at the start of a rail, where like the start up your stairs or oh, that's like the first post. Yeah, or like on your balcony, you'll have a post uh, in the middle of the railing. Mm -hmm. It's the big fancy one that's a, you know that you start off the, the railing <laughs> yeah. case with. Okay, so that that's the the old Sandler rule: no buzzwords. Yeah, no buzzwords. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We're sorry if we explained it second. So yeah. what what'd you do to fix the the what do you call it? What kind of post? Newell post. post. I actually invented a uh, a steel plate and we incorporated it within the, the bottom of the base plate into the newell that uh, uh, didn't rely on a three quarter inch board for strength. It relied on a steel plate. Fastened to the floor and it really beefed it up and mm -hmm. solved the issue. Did you uh, ever get a patent for that? <laughs> no, I never did. No. No. That seemed like intellectual property. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perhaps, Steve, you could give our uh, listeners a leadership tip. You've led your own company on two other occasions the insurance agency for many years and the uh, stair railing company. You had employees. How, how many employees did you have at Max in either company? We had uh, 36 uh, within the railing company. Mm -hmm. uh, and then back uh, when I was in the insurance business, we had, uh, I think, four gals in our office plus the other agents that we had. Okay, so 
the rail company had more employees. Perhaps you could give a, a leadership tip. Oh, boy. Beth, you got any help with that? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that uh, the most successful leaders, um, they set up their successor, successors for even greater success than they've experienced. Mm-hmm. So being able to pass down and not hoard knowledge um, really enables success, and I think that's a huge leadership tip. Uh, if I could add to that, I'm not, I was never one to, it was always my way or the highway. Uh, I, I, I tried to get everybody together, uh, gather ideas from, from the employees because they were doing the hands-on and they knew the ins and outs, mm-hmm. and, and then we would discuss it and then implement it. And that, that seemed to get their buy-in. Uh, and I think if you know, for any well, anybody in the manufacturing business, if you have buy-in, you have it all. That's mm-hmm. very important. Any other uh, leadership tips? I also think those that are that are most successful, um, they they have a need. They produce sustained results. Um, they put they put a stake in the ground. They make a decision to be successful, and and they move toward it. Um, I think one thing that we say all the time to people is ninety nine percent commitment is hard, 100% com- commitment is easy. So until you get to 100% and really put a stake in the ground to make a decision that this is what you're going to do, then it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, over the years, I, I've talked to a lot of people who bought Sandler franchises from David Sandler. And one of the things he would say to people was he could start part-time. Boy, there were a lot of people angry with him mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Because the, the business I'm in is not a part-time business. You will fail uh, long-term prognosis if you start part-time and stay part-time. And I know someplace around the country someone will prove me wrong when I say that. But it, uh, I, I think a small business, you, you have to be full-time. And a leadership tip in, in small businesses, you have to be willing to do every job that you expect someone else to do. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true, Steve? Very much. I, I was full-time and a half and sometimes double full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I think there's there's an awful lot of people out there in business that if they're not there, it's just not happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when, when the cat's away, the, the mice will play, and, and uh, I ate a lot of that. Yeah, and uh, I have to talk about a leadership issue because it's come up twice in the last uh, month. It's a uh, a company owner who doesn't have a sales manager. He's got a small sales uh, telesales team. Uh, usually, now this is my opinion, got the wrong people doing the wrong thing, and they're not as productive as they should be, and they're not trained. Also has the wrong strategy has a process that is ineffective. And they think that they can solve the problem by hiring a sales manager or two. Been there and done that. Mm. What happened when you hired the sales manager in uh, Customer Rail? Don't use any real names. Well, I I didn't really have sales managers. I was referring more to plant manager. Mm -hmm. And uh, I... uh, over the many years, wasted an awful lot of money on on plant managers and uh, you know getting them up to speed and, and 
then for whatever reason they fall off the wagon or whatever. But uh, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, that's why I'm not doing what I'm doing was doing anymore. I just uh, 20 years was enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have the overhead now. I don't have the uh, the uh, the managers, the, the employees to deal with. I, I, you know, we're we're dealing with folks that want and and have goals for themselves. And if they choose to to buy into our our system, uh, we can certainly help them and get ahead. So it's really hands on. Yes, the hands on management is really one of the things that that works with human beings. Hands on and duplication. What do you mean by duplication? Well, to to really grow uh, the, the the numbers that we want to generate, uh, you, you have to duplicate yourself uh, because it it just becomes it will become overwhelming in, in a time. Um, I, I think I was guilty of that in my past business uh, of being too uh, too much instead of being able to delegate more and, and putting people in in the places to help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times I uh, maybe didn't do everything as I, I should have. Okay. Good. Let's take a uh, commercial break here, and we'll be back in about two minutes. When you hear about a typical sales training program, does it usually involve a one- or two-day seminar where some alleged guru passes down what he claims are the secrets to making sales? At Roth & Associates, I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. We recognize that truisms and motivating speeches aren't enough to arm sales teams with the tools they need for success. Sales is a hard business. Typical sales training can only provide typical and disappointing results. At Roth & Associates, we use the Sandler methodology of continual reinforcement and ongoing training seminars, along with individual coaching to ensure victory in the world of sales. We've been doing it here in Cincinnati for over 15 years. You won't fail because I won't let you. Roth & Associates, 513-646-6523. 513-646-6523. On the web at rothconsulting.net. Finding power in reinforcement. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify... I'll invite you in for a free meeting, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Steve and Beth Bunnell. Uh Let's talk a little bit about prospecting. Is that fair, guys? Sure. How many different methods of prospecting are you guys employing now in your business? Well, currently, uh, we are... 
attending various networking events. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I, I like to walk and talk myself. I mean, I love to be face to face with people. So you're doing trade shows? We don't actually. Uh, I did a lot of that in the, in the, in the railing business. But sure. We, we have not. Uh, uh, like I said, we're just really getting going now on a full-time basis. So, uh, you know, we may, we may look at that down the road. Uh, we're looking at uh, referral uh, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that we should get somewhat involved in the Internet uh, as well, uh, more in the LinkedIn. And, and uh, uh, we've been told Facebook is good, even though Beth nor, Beth, Beth nor I have uh, gotten much involved in that yet. Well, I found that LinkedIn is a different animal altogether than the others uh, because at the lowest level, it's a free service on the Internet. Uh, but as soon as you begin to, to pay them extra for their premium services, it gets a heck of a lot better. Uh, I upgraded my services on the LinkedIn probably almost two years ago now. Uh, after doing some experimentation with the free service, I discovered this thing really works. We had actually the Brian Frank, the head of uh, sales for LinkedIn out of the Sandler Client Summit uh, this year, and he he did a fantastic talk and gave to us some key new ideas to use in using LinkedIn. Uh, and that, those of you who are interested, the next client, Sandler Client Summit, is in Orlando uh, at the same place, the uh, Buena Vista uh, Resort and Spa, uh, right opposite uh, downtown Disney, March 13th and 14th, 2014. Make your reservations now before it sells out. Um that LinkedIn will be the where we go first. Um, I do have a presence on LinkedIn, but mm-hmm. as Steve keeps referring, we just recently transitioned out of our other two businesses. Mm-hmm. So we are we we are in the means of putting our marketing plan together, transitioning everything over. Um, our business coach uh, Mike. This week we had a we had a lengthy conversation with him, and, and he recommended that that we get together, and he's gonna he's gonna. Um, Give us a good teaching, I would say, for uh, for the LinkedIn and how it really the ins and outs and how it works, because we really have not grasped that yet. Mm-hmm. Beth has more than or I utilized have. it. Yeah, I think it's it's one of the best uh, business tools that you could use. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and we're more used to. I mean, Custom Railing had an incredible site mm-hmm. and um, so our website. So again, we realized that. A, we have to start implementing that as we now that we're transitioning into what we really want to do. <laughs> right, right. And the naturally prospecting, you have to have pay per click, and you have to have good uh, generic search results on the key search terms, uh, so people could find you on Google, because they won't find you in the phone book. Right. And if you don't have a good page, and you rank worse than ten, you probably won't aren't going to get any response. Uh, some people have told us that you you want to uh, rig the telephone number on your website so that they can hit a chat button on their on the site 
and get you live. Other people say, hey, I don't want I only want to work 60, 70 hours a week, not 24 hours, 7. But uh, it, it really does pay to be responsive to, to web leads because they do tend to go away. If you're the number one or number two, if you don't answer the phone when they call, they're going to number three or number four. Um, and you certainly don't want to be on the second page of results. Uh, are there any other prospecting methods you're going to be implementing and changing it forward? I mean, we're we're both uh, very people oriented, and mm-hmm. so really, I think when people encounter us or with us, see us together, um, see what we've achieved together, and that we we we're really good at what we do, mm-hmm. and um, I think people tend to uh, understand that immediately and are are connected to it. So you're giving them a model that is replicatable. Absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we've worked hard in our last three years to transition to where we are now. And and uh, there are a lot of people that are hurting out there right now. And mm-hmm. we know we can help them. And um, as I said before, I think people are attracted to that because we're good at what we do and we're to a place now that we've done it. And people understand and see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other any other prospecting methodologies that you think might be valuable in your world? Um, I'm sure there are. Uh, I think we've we've hit on the ones that we're familiar with, uh, but I, you know, I, I, like in anything, I think you got to continually you got to continue to learn and, and see what's available. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's nothing like referrals. I mean. If you, if you just learn to get good referrals, and, and uh, of course, Mike, you're teaching us that. So, <laughs> yeah, the Sandler inner circle, outer circle. Yeah, got me into one of the largest companies uh, in the in their industry here in the Cincinnati marketplace uh, this week. Guys coming out here to see me. Yeah. Uh, so that wouldn't have happened without referrals and introductions. The uh, and we're not afraid to ask either. Mm-hmm. Um, but many times, um, you know, many times we'll just say, "Can we sit down and and show you what we do?" Because we know you'll have referrals for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know. I got to tell you the story. You know, I'm to some talking about prospecting now. And as you know, in front of our training center, we have a sign. You know, uh, bad salespeople encouraged. <laughs> yes. And so I'm walking in the hall about uh, two weeks ago, and this this 30-year-old-ish guy dressed in a you know $1,000 business suit looking at the sign, shaking his head. And I did th- the three-foot rule, introduced myself to him, and I found out what he did. He is in the financial services world, and I, I gave him my 30-second commercial, and he said, wow. That was good. <laughs> we ought to get together. So I met with him and I said, is there anyone else? You, when he was here in the hall, he says, is there anyone else that, that I should be talking to? And he says, yeah, my dad. And I said, uh, why your dad? He says, well, he's responsible for Salesforce with a thousand people in it. And I said, no way. He's not here in Ohio. And he says, oh, yeah, dad's here in Ohio. And the next week we met with him and his dad. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's great. So three-foot rule really works. Yeah. You know, uh, my favorite story on that was 
I went to a gas station and uh, I was filling up my Mercedes with gas and this guy, the next pump, dressed in jeans and a white shirt, filling an old Cadillac and he yells over at me, what kind of mileage did you get from that Mercedes? I said, that's a great question. Why did you ask? And he, he says, uh, well, I'm thinking of getting a new car. I said, well, I get, I get 25 miles a gallon out of Mercedes. And I said, by the way, uh, what do you do? And he says, well, I own a software, Lennox Software Company. And uh, I said, you're probably not interested in what I do. And he says, oh, yeah, what what is it that you do? I said, well, I, I work with company presidents of Lennox companies whose salespeople aren't selling as much software as they'd like at the, at the right margins in a short enough period of time. But those aren't any issues for you. And, and this guy turns a bright shade of red, reaches into his wallet, pulls out his business card, puts it in my hand and says, Call me tomorrow. <laughs> now, now that 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 tank of gas cost him about forty thousand dollars, yeah. <laughs> and made him four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, uh, the three foot rule is a, is an extremely strong prospecting method. Steve's really great. He as he said before he loves just walking and talking. He mm-hmm. he's really good with the three foot rule. And, and you guys are going to be on a plane when you go on vacation, definitely. You know. Talk to that third person because there's always three people in a, in a, in a row. Yep, yep. Unless you're on a small jet. <laughs> Unless you're on a small jet, right? Okay. What are the are your levels of expectation in terms of new people coming into your business? Approximately, how many of them will be successful? Based on the stats, because I know you guys have great stats over a long period of time from the, from the company. Well, that's a broad question, Mike. Uh, it, it depends on the level of, success, level of success that they're looking to accomplish. But I think that everyone can be successful. It, the biggest question is how much time do they have and how disciplined will they be. And, and, the, and the main thing is, are are they coachable? Mm-hmm. Do, they, do they have to be fast learners? I don't know, Beth. What do you think? I wouldn't say they necessarily have to be fast learners, but they do have to be coachable and they do have to be willing to want to put the time in to make it work. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to change with, you know, it's not it's not a magic wand where all of a sudden you change. You've got to do the work to, to make the changes happen. Mm-hmm. How many how many of these work hours per week would someone new be putting in? That's up to them. Again, no, we sit down with them and... and so it's just going to take longer if they don't put number of hours. That's in exactly right. Yeah. It's and it's what their goals are, and can the time that they commit toward working toward those goals are they do they meet? Mm-hmm. Part time five five to fifteen is a good general uh, rule. If if somebody doesn't have at least five hours, uh, it, it's not worth it's not worth it. Uh, I would we would advise them. You know, we're, you know we're probably not for them. Yeah, work on a McDonald's. Exactly. Take a yeah. second shift. But if someone has uh ten or fifteen hours a week. Yeah, they, they can do they can do quite well. As long as they're as they're as I said, they're coachable uh-huh. and they're they're willing to plug in and uh, learn and, and and be productive. Uh, the the fifteen hours or t- or five hours or ten hours, whatever it is that they allot for their business, they need to be true business hours, not you know, we can all say we're working, but there's 
<laughs> so you have to be productive hours, just like you tell us, Mike. You know, our working hours. We got to get on the phone. We got to get in front of people. It's not. Uh, it's not busy work. It's 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 prospecting and, and uh, um, uh, showing folks what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth, any last uh, ideas for for people? Um, you, you know, when, when you were talking about prospecting, um, I guess it's the type of people we're also looking for. Um, you know, what type of people are you looking for to get in the business? We're really looking for people who are successfully discontent. Wow. You know, no one's ever said that one to me. Successfully discontent. Yeah. You what know, does that mean? They're making, they're, they're, they're out there, they do well, but yet they're not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they feel stuck. They don't know how to get out. Um, they're t- sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's just what I was going to say, sick and tired of being sick and, and tired. And that's where we were. So yeah. we, we understand that. Um, and who really, really want to get ahead in life on their terms. And, and we can show them how to do that. Mm-hmm. I think residual income, too, Mike, is a big thing today. Uh, I spent, you know, 20 years in insurance prior to my manufacturing. And so I had a really good taste of residual income. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the manufacturing business, even though we did very well, uh, you know, when the economy killed us in, in, in 09, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, it can be very tough. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know we feel like we we're now we're working with with uh, in a business that's uh, recession proof. So the business is rece- recession proof. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Not many businesses are today. Uh, Stephen Beth, I want to thank you for being on the show with me today, uh, and as a token of appreciation for being on the show, I'm going to give you a copy of. Uh, one of the new Sandler books, the 49 Sandler Rules, unless you've already read it, in which case we'll come up with a different one. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, there's a million dollars in there for everybody. All right. Probably only good on the Bank of Mars, but <laughs> you have to get there to, to cash the check. Uh, again, uh, thanks for being with us. Well, thank uh, you for inviting us, Mike. Thanks so much for having us. Good. And uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.